This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Hey, hey, friends. It's Natalie with the Office Authority Podcast. I am so excited that you have chosen to join us today. At the time of this recording, it is summer 2022, July to be exact. So we are halfway through 2022. That is wild. I feel like time just gets faster and faster and it's racing at a at a brand new speed that I have never been in. So it's just such a good time to turn around, reflect on everything that we have accomplished, and then also get really focused on our goals as we move into the Q3 and Q4 of this year. So I've been doing a lot of that. And in this episode, we are going to be focusing on the six actions that your operations business is going to need for the rest of this year. So this is a very actionable podcast today, and I am just grateful that you're here hanging out with us, listening and learning and diving into all of the things that are going to help to make your business better as a service provider in the operations space. And since we're in a season of reviewing things and looking forward to the future, it's just a nice time to reevaluate where we are, what we're doing in our business. And with that, we have a free quiz that can help you to understand the type of business model that's going to be best for you. And I just think at a time when you're reevaluating, it really is helpful to have a little bit more direction. If you're interested in this, go to theopsauthority.com forward slash quiz you're going to get a result of one of four responses, which are four different business models that are perfect for operations professionals, just like you. Again, theopsauthority.com forward slash quiz. Alrighty, let's dive into episode number 157 today. I've put a lot of thought into this because the topic that we're going to address today has been a big buzz and for good reason. So the economy has shifted and we are now in a recession for the first time in more than a decade. We had a good idea since the first quarter of 2020 when COVID hit that we would arrive at this place because of the impacts of COVID. And the government has come in and time and time again has put Band-Aids on this, but the Band-Aid box is now empty and we have landed inside of a recession. This means that inflation is up, goods have become harder to make and to receive, interest rates are rising, and spending has slowed down. So with all of those factors on top of workforce changes, we end up in a recession. So for many of you, this may be the first time that you're traversing through a time like this. And for others, you may have a memory and even working memory of this from our 2001 and our 2008 recessions. Those are the two that I particularly remember. But regardless of where you stand and your experience with this, I bet that the majority of us were not in business for ourselves during the past recessions that I had mentioned. 
So in today's podcast, I'm going to share my personal thoughts and give you pointed advice and actions that are best suited for you as a service provider during this time. Now, remember, I'm not an economist. I am really, really interested in this kind of stuff, but I have gathered my own conclusions and really put a lot of thought work into this with my own business during this time. And I have learned a lot about recessions just in my own experience. I was working in a Fortune 150 company in the recession of 2008, but I have to say it's really a completely different approach today being a business owner. And so it has taken a lot of effort and a lot of mental energy to prepare my business. And I wanted to help shortcut you guys as you are probably going to do the same or are already doing the same. So During the early pandemic, we saw a significant rise in small business development. It's thought that people vacated large corporate roles, and when they did that, they turned to small business ventures that fulfilled their passions, leveraged their experience, and also utilized the skills that they had developed over their working experience. Some people took the risk and they started businesses while other people leveraged their skills and sold those skills to small businesses. That's what we call a service provider. This allowed them to stay in the workforce, contributing, still earning an income for their family and satiated the craving of flexibility. And that's what I saw most when the pandemic hit, when we saw the the great resignation, as we've talked about on this show before, and you probably have heard all over the news over the last couple of years, but the Great Recession was really laced in the need and the desire for flexibility. It wasn't that people wanted to stop working at large corporations. They wanted more flexibility. So lots of small businesses emerged during that time. And the good news for you is that by and large, all of these new businesses that have been created are using digital marketing to gain traction and to widen their audience, to be able to reach more people. So we saw lots of people creating businesses that leverage their expertise, which is why course creators, strategists, and consultants have become quite plentiful. I know in our DOO community and even the larger Ops Insiders community, the majority of the people that we see are serving professionals in that space. And when I talk about, quote unquote, that space, that space was able to stand up those businesses without a lot of heavy investments. And the good news there is that when we talk about digital businesses or businesses leveraging digital marketing, they are likely remote businesses. You're not seeing a lot of, you know, new brick and mortar stood up. So you've got a lot of flexibility with both being remote and also flexible in the times that you're going to be working. Also the types of work that you can contribute to. And then on the other side, because these businesses didn't require a lot of investments or investors or lines of credit, from the beginning, they have been cash positive. So they're not sitting on top of a lot of debt, which allows them to have a lot of, or more reserves, more cash reserves to invest. Alrighty, I'm not naive enough to say that 100% of these newfound companies are gonna survive a recession, but I do believe that they will have greater success than those in some other areas, such as brick and mortar industries, the hospitality and travel space, and those with physical products. It's just been harder and harder for physical products to survive because of the shortages in manufacturing. Not only that, but 
there are some other big critical pieces and components there that have held that industry back. Most of these new companies are educating and historically, that's exactly what increases during economic downturns. People have space, they go back to themselves, they are looking for betterment for themselves and the slow pause that comes up tends to point people back to betterment and education is a big piece of this. So all of these course creators, consultants, and strategists have a way of thriving during downturns like this. Regardless of the industry, the age of the business, or the size of their staff, every leader is going to be hyper-focused on a lean business. It's actually going to be lean both inside their business and inside their home. And while this podcast has nothing to do with the personal side of the economy, I can tell you that both business and personal or professional and personal are going to mimic the same thing. So everybody's going to be looking for lean, lean, lean. That is going to be the term, the adjective, the thing that we're all motivated by over the next couple of years. And frankly, from a business perspective, you should be looking at lean too if you are a business owner. One of the first costs to go in a time like this is marketing and advertising. So iOS changes, you guys know those have plagued us for the last couple of years as we've prepared for them and as they have rolled those out. In addition to the difficulty in paid advertising platforms, they've made marketing increasingly hard for the past year, year and a half. So we're seeing a shift to organic, actually a necessity to focus on organic. And I believe that that's going to continue to rise. Again, cutting costs and also knowing that we don't have an obvious solution to the marketing mess we couldn't have ever imagined that would be on our hands will contribute to less spend in marketing efforts. What these businesses are going to be focused on is operations. If you're listening to this today, I've got a strong feeling that you're just like me and you serve and you're hyper-focused on the back end of businesses rather than the front end marketing and sales efforts. You're an operator and cutting costs, finding excess and creating efficiencies, they are your sweet spot. That's what makes you unique. You love to find opportunities and obstacles and solve those for your clients. All in all, marketing spend is going to decrease and companies are going to continue to invest in operations at the same rate or even a tad more. They're going to save money on the operations side and they're not going to just be investing money to invest money, but they're going to see the the ability and the need to be focusing on the efficiencies and the productivity. And that's exactly what operators do. So operators are going to stay essential rather than their discretionary marketing counterparts. And I think that's great news for all of us here today. Next, there is going to be less of a focus on creating new products. And I mean physical products, services, offers. So I'm not just talking about physical products when I say that word. It costs a lot to innovate and to ideate. It costs resources, mock-ups. It just costs a lot. So When we are cutting back in a time when creation isn't going to be the first thing that people go to, we're going to, at the end of that, save a lot of money. And so businesses are going to be looking at data and who better to compile that data than an operator. And they're going to go all in on products that have performed best 
or have had the greatest margins. The ones that they are able to deliver on, they have a history of satisfying their customer, their clients, their students, whoever that may be. And those are the ones that they're gonna double down on. They're going to optimize those products that have been working and they are going to go all in. They're also going to simplify their offer stack. I think for a long time, we have seen people have five, six, seven, ten 10 offers, and you may not see them all in one page, but we definitely are in a place, have been in a place where people were testing lots of different things at one time. And, you know, that's certainly not a model I believe in, but it is what has been all around me for the last seven years that I have been in business for myself. I believe that complex offerings are going to go away out of necessity. Things that are hard to understand are going to go away. There's just not going to be enough time. Your prospect isn't going to have enough time to understand this. They're not going to give it enough time to understand a real complex offer. So your marketing, our marketing, everyone's marketing is going to need to be very dialed in and several offers or products are going to limit that. So getting back to a more singular offer is what I predict. Delivery and fulfillment are going to be key. And this, my friends, is great news for you as an operator. I know in our community, we are hyper-focused on the customer journey, the experience, the fulfillment, the processes that go into all of those things. And because your mind is naturally process-driven, there's going to be lots of opportunity as much opportunity, if not more, for an operator to shine in this space because of this. Alrighty, the third and last prediction that I see and I'm gonna share today is that businesses are investing their limited budgets in solid, trustworthy contributors. When I say contributor, I mean their teammates, the people that they're bringing on to their teams. So transiency and complacency won't be tolerated. And this is something that has gotten underneath my skin ever since I have been a service provider for the last seven years. You would see and you would hear horror stories of people coming in and leaving and and ghosting. I think that's the word that best describes transiency to me. Companies would think that they had secured somebody, but because of the market, because people could just fly away and go under the radar, there was a lot of transiency and abandonment that had been that has been happening. And the other thing is complacency, just showing up, doing your job and going home is probably not going to be the way that you are going to find long-term employment or even contracts during this time. I can also tell you that avoiding turnover is going to be a big priority. We all know that every time we lose somebody on our team, it costs us. It not only costs us to let them go, there's an exponential cost in refilling or filling their position. So avoiding turnover is going to be really big. And I think leaders, whether they like to lead or not, are going to be hyper-focused on a strong, lean, consistent team. I am surrounded by servant-hearted high achievers who thrive in environments where they are allowed to contribute and lead alongside CEOs. I know that when people come into our DOO certification, they are looking for ways to come in at a higher level with their clients because they crave coming in there. But from a talent perspective, I foresee that there are going to be increased time commitments that are going to be needed and required for service providers, especially in independent contractor roles. And there are going to be slightly less fractional opportunities available. So those of you who have had, who have been able to carry four to six, maybe eight clients at a time, 
I foresee that people are going to want a greater investment. So that may come down to two to three at one time, two to three clients at one time versus being spread out. And that is something that will likely delight a lot of our audience because managing multiple clients is always difficult. We think that the more clients we have, the more money we'll make or something like that. But it tends to lead us to be very, very scattered and overwhelmed. So just to kind of loop back here, I think that people are going to be looking, employers are going to be looking for a greater commitment. And when they do that, they're going to be looking for people to be more focused on their business versus having lots of of small clients and distractions. And I think that the independent contractor landscape is going to remain a possibility. I do think that more employment options are going to pop up because of this wish as well. Alrighty, to summarize, all signs point to operators riding through the beginning of this recession with a little greater ease than other professions. I wouldn't become complacent at all, though, because we have no idea how long this will last. But I can promise you that I will continue to be in your ear, educating you, letting you know my thoughts and in addition to those thoughts, really helping you to see where we can step in and what kind of actions we can take to ride out the recession. What we do know is that business owners are going to be picky with their labor. They're going to be conservative with their cash and they're going to be focused on outcomes. And this is the time to shine if you bestow that DOO title or you serve in any capacity. It is time for you to get loud and to show off. So if you've listened to me for this long, I wanted to leave you with some critical specific action steps that you can use to quickly adapt to the economic changes as an operator. First thing, review your offers. Get absolutely crystal clear on the outcomes for that offer. If these people or if these clients or businesses partner with you, what will happen as a result? What is your specific process? Be ready to talk about it and consider making it visual, but don't overcomplicate it. Spell out what the deliverables are. Tell the client what they're gonna receive or what they're gonna walk away with. Those three things are key. Outcomes, the process, and the deliverables. Remember, businesses are going to be very lean. They're only, only, only going to invest in right fit solutions. So you want to make it very clear to them. The second thing, minimize your offers and services. I kind of alluded to this earlier, but now I'm talking specifically to you. Don't make it cumbersome for them to figure out what you do. This isn't the time to throw spaghetti on the wall. Serve up what you are excellent at. Again, minimize your offers and services. If you have had a ton in the past, it's time to narrow those down significantly. The third thing, the action I want you to really hear me out on is this one compute what the ROI of your service or your offer is. Prove why they need this. Factually prove why they need this. It's easy to get emotional and to use adjectives when describing this. I want you to dig deeper. This should be the biggest thing that you are working on, computing the ROI of your service. You can do this in a couple different ways, but create a solid value proposition. Why you versus somebody else? In addition to what I said in steps one and steps two, I want you to create a very solid value proposition. I would encourage you to consider case studies. So showing clients who have utilized the journey, the experience, as well as the results, 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 results. 
what are the results, what have been the results of the people that you have performed this service on in the past. Even if you're not actively working with them, go back to them interview them, create a case study, and you don't have to make it cumbersome. Really a case study can be, what was your problem when you came in? How did that feel? How did we work together? Specifically share how you work together, how you made that change and transformation, and then what is the outcome? So don't make it any harder than it has to be. But you want to make this an undeniable service. Whatever you're offering needs to be an undeniable service, even in a recession. So that's step number three. With the next, if you have clients, focus on serving them well. Please, please, please provide them with weekly reports and summarize your actions, your results, and any performance-related data that you have access to. Ladies, this will make you an irrefutable asset. And I can't tell you, I feel like I say this over and over and over, and time and time again, I get people who do not, even people in my community, who do not do weekly reporting. You're going to have to do this moving forward. Remember, business owners are looking for lean teams, for people who contribute at a high level. Show up and show off. You can do this with consistent reporting. I promise you, nobody else is doing this around you. Oh, and remember the words that I used earlier in this podcast, efficiencies, productivity, optimization, systems, processes, lean, big margins. This is what matters to the leader right now. Make sure that your report showcases all of those things. More advice for you. Do not touch your pricing. I know that that is going to be the very first thing that people come to me with, and it already has, but do not touch your prices. I don't believe it's necessary at this time. And if I ever do feel like that, I'm going to come right here back to this podcast and let you know how to do that delicately. It is not the time to do that right now. Now, when I say you don't need to touch your prices, you are going to have to deliver and to do what I just shared. When I talk about delivering, that also means showing your delivery through reporting. You can also start to consider performance-based pricing, which looks something like this. You're going to set a goal, and if you exceed it in your work together, you would receive additional compensation. So it's kind of like the base compensation as well as a bonus compensation that you see in some environments. But what I foresee being very helpful is more performance-based. So you're going to pay me $1,000 a month to do my job. If I do it at this level, I'm going to get a bonus of another $800. And if I do it at this next level, I'm going to get $1,500. So all in all, if you reach the goals that you and the business owner agree on at the highest level, you could walk away with $2,500, but you're at least going to be satisfied with that $1,000 that will be quote unquote your base compensation. I believe that this is going to be very attractive in this market, especially when people are looking at pulling back on how much they're going to be spending, it's still a very marketable offer for you and a marketable way for you to get in front of business owners and get them to believe you, to get them to really invest and show off how you over-deliver and why you're so passionate about this work. Again, you're going to need results to back this up, but I believe it's going to be very, very attractive. I will say if that perked you up, I advise that it is going to be leveraged for a more experienced group. So experienced operators and service providers who have a history of performing a service and who also have results. That's going to help with setting the goals and the structure because 
if you've never done this before, if you've never performed that service, how are you going to know what success looks like? And I would never want you to go into performance-based pricing without having that historical knowledge because you may set yourself up to not achieve those bonuses and to actually being able to achieve the goals that you have set. So I believe that the performance-based pricing is going to be great for people who have experience in offering that particular service. But all in all, do not touch your prices. Make sure that you are delivering well. Make sure that you are focused in your work. Make sure that you are considering other options in pricing before you start to decrease your prices. I don't think you need to do it right now. Alrighty, the fifth thing, if you experience a downturn in work, reach out to previous happy clients stat, like right now. I've recently coached two directors of operations around this and it's been successful for both. Here's what I've been advising them to do and I'm happy to share with you too. You're gonna reach out to them likely via email. You already know them and their business so you have an idea of what they could need and how you could be an asset with the skills that you are focusing on. I want you to present them a customized offer and tell them why why they need you right now. The advantage is that you know what they need and you can take the guesswork out of the leader by spending a little extra time showing them how you, how particularly you can solve that. You can create change in a very fast way because you're familiar with their work, their team, their systems, and even their processes. Even if it's been a while, you're gonna ramp up faster than someone that is completely new to the team. The beauty for you in this is that it requires no marketing, just a little time to customize and one second of guts to send the email or to set up a Zoom. With this suggestion, you're going to shortcut the time that it takes to acquire a client. You already know them, right? You're not having to get on a discovery call and pitch them your services. They know you, they know your personality, they know that you work well together, they know that you are a standout when it comes to delivering. Now you're coming back to them and saying, this is exactly how I'm gonna help you and this is why you need me now. So it's been successful for the two DOOs that have come to me in the last two weeks. And I bet that that is not an anomaly. So take advantage of that too. Another item I've been coaching on is taking advantage of dedicated employment opportunities. There is still a lot of hiring going on for operators at this time. I don't believe that that's gonna change a ton, but I think the capacity in which we work with leaders and businesses may change. And I talked about that earlier in today's podcast. I, of course, am going to want to make sure, want you to make sure that this is a values match. I don't care if you're looking for a client in an independent contractor capacity or if you're looking for employment, part-time or full-time. Making sure that you have a values match is always going to be very, very important to me. I am hearing a lot of women in our community who are looking for stability, more predictable income and who are also burned out from the marketing side of running a business. Ladies, it is hard. And I believe that business ownership is going to be challenging, not impossible, but challenging. And luckily, I believe that the service provider industry is going to be less impacted, but still impacted, no doubt. So business owner burnout is definitely a thing. The beauty in all of this is that the opportunities for employment now are more remote and more flexible than ever before. So if this is you, there is no shame, by the way, 
in looking at an employment opportunity now or in the future. I can tell you from the hiring side of our business that we are seeing more employment versus contractor opportunities than we ever have in the past seven years. I think part of that is through regulations here in the United States. And I think the other half is the economic changes and necessity that business owners are looking at. But going the employment route could be the relief that you need right now. And no, this is not looked at as failure. This is opportunity And I want you to seek what fits you right now. I have a former client and friend who came to me recently. I mean, we must have exchanged just so many conversations back and forth because she had built a business for the last 12 years. And she had said, you know, I have this opportunity to go into an agency and it's a very solid agency. Financially, they're doing well. They're set and ready for this recession. They have lots of cash reserves. They've got a big team. They've got good support. And I cannot think of a reason why I would continue my business at a time like this when it's been increasingly more challenging. She's in the marketing side of things, but it's been more challenging to secure good work. So she's going to move into a larger agency that is a very solid, strong business got good cash reserves, and she's still able to do her craft. When she walks away, she's calculated this, when she walks away, she's going to make more money working as an employee in this agency than she ever made. Plus, she's not going to have the stress of business ownership. So if that sounds like you, just know that there are plenty of great opportunities, employment opportunities that are available now and will continue to be. I just also want to remind you that you never forego your values because there are a ton of businesses and companies out there. And inevitably, there's going to be some that match you and what you need. Alrighty, ladies. Well, my intent with this podcast was to honestly address what the market is doing, where we expect it to go in the near term, and what it means for operators. Lastly, to give you tips, actionable tips, so that you can navigate this recession as a service provider. It's new territory for most of us, but at this time, I'm optimistic in the necessity of operations in both small and large businesses. I'm eager to see what is going to emerge, and i also know that history tells us that recessions end. Every recession has ended. We don't know when or how long this one will last, but adapting will serve you better than ignoring it, which is exactly why I'm in your ear about this today. Business is characterized by pivots. They literally have to change and evolve to stay in business. Rather than being fearful, I want you to be aware and adapt and get ahead of it. That's why I'm here today. Proactive rather than reactive. Always go get them, friends. Serve them well and be good to yourself along the way. As with every episode of the Ops Authority podcast, we have an ops activity where I want you to take all of this information that I've shared in the last 30 minutes and take one action to move you forward, you and your business forward. Spend some time today looking over your offer. Let's practice sharing the outcomes that are attached to it. You're going to have to get comfortable about talking about it. So What will your client get or feel when they work with you? Head over to theopsinsiders.com and share that with our community. Let's do that as a community. We're going to learn and to get better at it as we refine, look, and listen to other people who are contributing. So again, head on over to theopsinsiders.com and share what 
your outcomes are of the offer that you are going to focus in on. We need to practice and we also need to be succinct and clear when we're going to share. So I'd love for you to get started on that today. All right, ladies, thanks for hanging out with me today. I am going to be back next week with some more operational goodness. Until then, friends, let's do big things. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.